Hello and welcome to another edition of On Mike with Jordan Rich. It's my pleasure and honor to meet some wonderful people and introduce them to you here on the podcast. My guest today is Celia Belt. As a 21-month-old, Celia was accidentally burned by scalding water across 34% of her body. It's affected her from childhood, as you can imagine, and we'll discuss how she's coped and what she went through. Celia knows that accidents like these can halt people's lives, which is why she shares her story. In 1998, she founded the Moonlight Fund, devoting herself to helping burn survivors deal with their accidents and return to productive lives. She's also authored a book, her own story, entitled Remarkably Intact. And today, she's joining me to share in what she's learned during her amazing journey. First of all, thanks for having me, Jordan. I'm a burn survivor. I simply grew up this way and had 30-plus surgeries, and it was simply a way of life. I didn't give much thought to it, quite honestly. It, uh, it was kind of like the air I breathe. It was a part of life. Not until I walked on to the burn unit at Brook Army Medical Center in my uh, 30s, and uh, I had given up my career, had some time on my hands, and decided to become a volunteer, did I truly see the impact of how life-changing a burn injury can be mm. to another human being, uh, particularly midlife and when they have families and, you know, partners and children and their, you know, their, their midlife, their careers are on track, everything's going great, and then voila, you know, a burn injury takes all that from them overnight. Well, what's really touching about your story and most stories associated with burns is the fact that this is a, an outside and inside hurt. I mean, the outside hurt is visible. The inside pain can be as excruciating, can't it? Yeah, and perhaps more so because, you know, a burn survivor, their, their wounds are so visible for the most part. I mean, some of us can cover up with clothing and no one knows the difference. And we can go out in public and, you know, uh, those are called invisible burns. Um, but for those that have to go out in public and have to put up with the stares and the comments and the sideways looks, yeah, it's heart-wrenching. And they have to develop a backbone that's pretty tough. And they have to develop a whole new way of thinking. They have to develop a, a level of forgiveness for all those that would look at them, torment them, treat them differently. They have to understand that, that they're different and will always be different. You know, there's no cure for burns. There's not a treatment out there that can wipe away a race. You know, with all of the wonderful medical advances in this world, there's not yet a cure for burns. In 2012, I note, you were invited to speak at the Pentagon, and I believe most people will get the hint as to where I'm going here. And when we hear about and see our returning veterans who are injured, I mean, many of them are injured, losing limbs, but many of them have suffered severe burns, whether they're visible through the uniform or not. What was that like for you going to the Pentagon? And you've done a lot of work with veterans. Tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I was invited to speak at the Pentagon for a specific reason. The Moonlight Fund was chosen as the top nonprofit in the nation. And uh, my husband and I went out and we spent a couple of days with Admiral Winfeld and General Dempsey and their wives. And I accepted the award from General Dempsey uh, at the Hall of Heroes, a very hallowed place there at the Pentagon and very humbling experience overall. You know, pretty special for, for such a young and 
and such a, a grassroots organization to be chosen. Uh, we're very low overhead, high giving, no big fancy offices, but yet we give away a half million dollars a year. So for them to notice us, not one of the organizations that perhaps is, uh, you know, working out of a, a high rise, uh, mm. it, it was amazingly touching. And, right, um, right. and to get to know Admiral Winfield and General Dempsey on a personal level was something that that I found just incredible because those aren't the men you see on TV testifying on Capitol Hill. These men have real heart for our soldiers and our wounded military members on a different level than what you see perhaps publicly. And I had a private audience with a few generals before, including General Casey. I found that to be true with all of them, that they want to know what are the real needs you know, what can we do to truly meet these real needs? These are people who have willingly gone into harm's way for us, for our freedom. And I, I just have the utmost respect for them and also for what you're doing with the Moonlight Fund. You know, one of the things that comes to mind, too, is not just the victim himself or herself, but the victim's families and close personal relations. I mean, you were burned, unfortunately, as a very young child. What impact did that have on your family? Was there a sense of, of guilt that had to be dealt with? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it had a huge impact on my family. My family, now this was in the 60s, remember, um, and my family wanted to come across as a very pretty family, as a very perfect family. So each morning I would stand, arms outstretched, as my mother covered me in very heavy dermablend makeup, trying to cover up as much as she could, and dressing me in clothing. I mean, thank heavens we lived in northern Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, that I could wear heavy clothing most of the year that would cover it up. The dreaded time of year was always spring when I knew the shorter sleeves and the shorter pants would come out, and I would once again be exposed but my family kept it a, a secret, didn't talk about it. It wasn't to be talked about. And that, that, that's a damaging thing for both the child and the adult and the whole family, even my brother. To have an accident like this happen and to carry the secret is damaging to everyone. And one thing I do with all my Moonlight family, as I call them, because we all have become quite a family, and I work with children and adults, Yes, protect your, your child or your adult from the sun. You know, use sunscreen, but don't go out there and hide. You are who you are. Be proud of who you are. Learn to establish a keen sense of the looks, the stares. Learn to smile back. You know, people aren't looking because they're cruel necessarily. They're looking out of shock and awe and their own fear of what a burn is. You know, burns are very frightening to all of us. And, you know, focus on, particularly with children, focus on the things, on the positives in their life. You know, once you get through that acute burn process, you know, get them in riding lessons and baseball, you know, whatever physically they can do. Uh, you know, get a piano in the house. Do something that's going to take their mind off, you know, the daily drudgery of, bandage, changes, wound care, going to the doctor, you know, don't let your whole life be consumed by taking care of that burn, which is what 
my life became. By the way, I'm speaking to you from Boston, Massachusetts, my home base, and I know you're very familiar with uh, the medical facilities all over the country, I'm yes. sure, but Shriners, the Shriners Burns Institute here, I've done some events connected to the uh, to the Shriners Burns. I've emceed some events for them, and it's, it's an eye-opener, but it's so gratifying to know that every day there is research into how we can mend bodies better. And yet, as you point out, this is such a difficult issue for in terms of physical care and restoration of the body. The skin and the body, yeah. it, it doesn't repair like, like some organs might. Yeah, it doesn't. And, um, and since the war, there have been a lot of advances because that, that really, you know, pulled in some of the more premier doctors because we had so many injuries, big big burns in those days. And, uh, and there are more people now. In fact, there's a, there's a real great group. They just met over in Austria and, um, and they're developing new products and coming out with things that are very helpful and new techniques. So thing, and, and the new laser treatments that are out are really helping not only with elasticity and movement and range of motion, but also with the physical appearance. So things are getting better they're never going to be perfect. Mm. Um, you know, I finally gave up in my 30s. I, I mean, I was in my 30s and still undergoing surgeries, thinking that I could somehow remove mm. this, you know, bit of ugliness on my body. And, you know, back then that was next to nothing, you know, but one doctor after another had an idea and I was mm. willing to go under the knife for any idea, any hope, any any semblance of make me pretty type of thing, you know? Well, I think people even listening through this podcast for the first time to you understand that your beauty is very much in evidence, both uh, physically and in deep. And one of the cool things about you, besides being a mom and a grandmom, busy lady and a very giving lady, is your love for horses, your love for the equestrian art and sport. And you pictured with a beautiful horse unremarkably intact on the cover. I mean, I know it's fun, but is it also somewhat therapeutic for you? Yeah. Um, my mother rode uh, when I was young. And so I had access to her horses on a limited level when she was young. And then um, when I was in my teens, I worked in a barn. That was one of my odd jobs. Um, I helped raise my brother and my sister, so I was taking odd jobs everywhere. And uh, so I'd, I'd ride out the horses for the girls before they rode. And then as I got older and I had the means to do so, i rode and bought trained horses for other people, you know, just any opportunity. And then in 2004, dream upon dream, I imported my first Frisian from the Netherlands. And I've had five of them. And mm. uh, they're monsters, they're brutes, you know, they were war <laughs> horses. But they have the kindest of hearts, and I just love riding them. Well, you look right at home, if I may say so myself. As a very amateur rider, I've ridden only occasionally, but you look terrific. First of all, your book is terrific and, and very inspirational, remarkably intact. But let's remind people how they can connect with the Moonlight Fund and if they have any connection at all to burn victims or they themselves have been dealing with this. Or if they want to help out, what's the best way they can reach you? The best way they can reach me, they can pick up the phone and call me at 210-415-3406. 
for 21 years, I've been picking up this phone 24-7. That was one of my commitments. <laughs> so if you're a burn survivor out there and you need something or you need to talk, you can call me. You can also email me. The email is on our website, www.moonlightfund.org. We also have Facebook pages. Uh, there are also a few pages out there, one for the book, Remarkably Intact, and one for me, Celia Belt, Inc. We've got some retreats coming up for burn survivors. Uh, I don't know if we'll have openings. They fill up real quick, but they're mm. they're out there. One, the first one will be the Easter retreat. That's a family retreat. Uh, the book is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback. Well, you've given us a lot to go on, and we'll just repeat moonlightfund.org. And repeat your number slowly one more time, if you don't mind. 210-415-3406. All right, just so I have it, if anybody asks and follows up with me. But you've been a delight to talk with, and more importantly, your message is one of hope. And Remarkably Intact is a perfect title for your book, because you've certainly seen that way. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a great day. This is Jordan thanking you for listening to On Mike with Jordan Rich, available on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, Android. Appreciate you subscribing, downloading, rating, and reviewing this podcast if you get a chance. On Mike is produced at Chark Productions in Boston. Until next time, be well so you can do good.